Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the WellFit Lab podcast. I am your host, Ms. Shia Thousand, your resident stress and self-care consultant. And I'm really excited about today's episode, as I am every week, because today I have the honor of speaking with Dr. Ray Nicole Lundy, and she's one of my sisters in self-care. And if you listened to the Sisters in Self-Care episode last season, which I hope you did, if not, go back and check it out because it was full of gems. However, you'll remember that she was also the self-care doc on that episode, and that is Dr. Ray. That's who she is, the self-care doc, and she is a clinical psychologist and a diversity and inclusion specialist, and also the founder of Healthy Hearts Counseling and Coaching. And today's conversation, as we are dealing with mindset this season and the matters of mindset, we are talking about how to have a healthy mindset around self-care and be holistically well, how to take care of your well-being starting with your mind. And so previous episodes, you know, we talked about entrepreneurship, successful mindset, but we're talking about how do you take care of your mind to be well and how that impacts your body today. So I'm really excited to have Dr. Ray in the studio with me. So join us in the lab. Grab a pen and paper and a cup of tea because it is going to be a episode full of gems and you don't want to miss it. We'll see you in the lab. So thank you, Dr. Ray, for joining us for another episode of the WellFit Lab podcast. Um, As you know, we are discussing Mindset Matters. And I really wanted to have you on today because you have such a depth of knowledge and clinical background and what this actually looks like. And you actually have a three-step process. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and then walk us through um, what your three-step process is. Awesome. Um, So just as far as who I am, um, Dr. Ray, uh, self-care doc, clinical psychologist, and wellness advocate um, would be how I describe myself, really interested in supporting Um, the well-being of everyone, but particularly for Black women. Um, And really, in 2016, I became extremely interested because of personal experiences and what it truly means to engage in self-care. And so um, excited to be here, love the work that you're doing. And I think that this theme of mindset matters is critically important to our ability to take care of ourselves and to be well. You mentioned um, the three-step process. um, And, you know, I like things in threes. So three is a a good good number. Um, But uh, if you, uh, if your listeners have recalled, when I've been on the show before, I talk about another three-step process. It's called CRY. um, And that's compassion, reflection, and intention. And that's Um, essentially how we um, frame self-care from a compassionate place towards ourselves that we reflect upon what we need and that we're intentionally planning to engage in self-care. But, you know, as far as our mindset, in order to even give yourself permission to cry, C-R-I, in order to give yourself permission to cry, I like engaging and and practicing three different things is what I call the three M's. And um, the three M's are um, meditate, um, move, and then mindset. 
So it incorporates mm. actually what uh, your theme is. So the three M's, um, meditate, move, mindset. And it actually doesn't have to go in that order. Um, but I think ultimately those three M's allow us to maximize our mindset around wellness, taking care of ourselves, prioritizing. And then, as I mentioned earlier, allowing ourselves to cry. So I'm happy to break that down a little bit more if you'd like. Absolutely. I just want to pause here because if you guys are not familiar with the previous episode that Dr. Ray was on, um, it'll, I'll share information about that as well, um, you know, in the intro again. But um, Dr. Ray actually was on our sis episode where she's a part of this amazing collective, Sisters in Self-Care. And we did a two-part series last season with them. I will share the link to that episode as well in the show notes. But I definitely highly recommend because she does reference the cry. And I think it's really um, important to stress that having your own framework to navigate just life is really great. And when you can find different frameworks that other people have created to help you navigate life, it just is game changing. So I love the framework that she breaks down and cry. And I can't wait to hear about these three M's today. So please get into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I, I shared meditate, move and mindset. Um, and since the the theme of your series here is mindset. Um, we'll let that be the, the third culminating piece. Like I said, they don't have to necessarily go in order, but these are essentially three things that you want to do to set yourself up um, for intentional wellness practice. Um, and so I, I'll start with meditate and say that each day when I wake up, before I even set my foot on the ground with my eyes closed, um, I find myself um, in a place of meditation. And really, if if you follow any spiritual leaders um, or if you um, are a particularly religious person, then it could be the equivalent of saying to yourself, I'm going to pray before I get out of the bed or I'm going to get my spirit right. And um, so that's another way of viewing it. But for me, it becomes a, a space of, um, really connecting with my body and um, allowing myself to hone in on um, just how I want to feel that day. And um, this place of meditation um, looks like for me, oftentimes reaffirming for myself affirmations that I um, need in the moment. And so this mornings, I'll take you, I'll invite you into my morning meditation this morning. Uh, I meditated on and repeated to myself the phrase, um, I am safe, I, I am loved, um, and I am whole. Um, there have been previous seasons where the last affirmation was I am healed um, um, because of not feeling my best self physically, but feeling better physically now, um, being whole has been a, a whole and at peace have been a focus for me in this season. I'm going through transition. And so really being able to affirm for myself what I want this season of transition to look like. And so, um, you know, being safe, um, being whole, being at peace, having those things affirmed for myself, meditating on that even before I step out of the bed really gets me in the mindset um, of 
of connecting to and being in a space of wellness. And so for me, again, just repeating that over and over to myself um, as a way of centering. And um, what I find when I do that is that I am um, just feeling more confident about approaching the day. Um, Then after I meditate, I um, put my feet on the ground and I move. And so movement and beyond just like literally getting up and walking around, movement for me every day has really been about walks. Uh, I share with my clients and those that I work with that movement sometimes overwhelms us, I know, because we feel like, oh, I need to exercise or I have to um, have um, this, you know, allotted time that's super intense. Whereas I want to relieve us of that sense of pressure and to say that movement um, gets to be um, with ease. And for me in this season, ease ease of movement has really been key. So um, what I've been doing when I get out of the bed has really been stretching and um, allowing myself to, you know, feel comfortable as I sit down as because I'm working remotely right now. Um, but at the end of my day, making sure that I am prioritizing a daily walk. Um, and so movement for me in this season has really um, been an extension of that meditation piece that I talked about, because as I'm on my walk, I am going back to those affirmations um, and those things I affirmed for myself before I got out of bed, and I'm reciting those as I walk. So those two become hand in hand. And again, they're really reinforcing this sense of um, being healthy, being whole, uh, being at peace, um, because those are the things that I need, that I've reflected upon needing in this season. And so then if I get to my last M, which is mindset, once I once I wake up every day and I start with meditation, um, once I make sure I move, I stretch um, before I get seated, but then I move at, even at the end of my day, I'm just relieving that tension. Then I'm able at the end of the day to reflect um, once more uh, on what was my mindset throughout the day. And I do that by writing down um, moments of gratitude. And so those moments of gratitude um, or my mindset of gratitude usually looks like uh, three things that happened throughout the day that um, were uh, meaningful or surprising or um, unexpected and what it allows me to do is when I end my day in that space of mindset is that I go to sleep um, with uh, a sense of calm and ease and what what's really important about that is that sometimes we go to bed with heavy hearts um, with anxious mood and then our sleep is disturbed and then we're not getting the kind of rest that then allows us to get back up with with our um, greatest sense of energy to tackle the next day. So really, um, like I said, wanted to end with mindset because how you end the day and go into that place of rest and sleep really impacts your ability um, to, to allow yourself to recover from all that's happened. And so three things that I'm grateful for, writing them down, actually physically writing them down, um, and then going to sleep. And research indicates that when you um, can do that great, type of gratitude practice at the end of your day, um, that it has been elevate your mood. And so those are the three M's that I want to share, meditate, move, and mindset at the end of the day. And I thought to share those because um, they've been game changers for me.
we are all about game changers here. So I love that you break that down. And it's interesting because your meditate is what I would say is my, had you said a spiritual person, my practice before I get out of the bed is I thank God for the day. I thank God for waking me up. And some, most of the time I still do this with my eyes closed. And then I go and I read my devotionals. So I'm reading my devotionals. And then when I'm done with my devotionals, I say a short prayer. Then I get up and I'll I'm go outside. And for me, my move is walking my dog each day to begin my day. Mm. And so I really appreciate that. And I think it's important, um, the affirmations piece. Um, as you guys know, if you've listened to this podcast for any extended period of time, you know I'm serious about affirmations. In my book, Holding Space for Self, there's a whole page dedicated to affirmations and saying them. But I think that that's not something we think about in regards to starting our day. So there's a high level of importance to creating a morning routine to actually help you shift your mindset for your day. So you're going into your day speaking positively about yourself and your capabilities and the world throws so much at you. So you gotta prepare your mind before you go into the world. You just can't jump right into it. I'm a person that likes to ease into my day. So it's really important that my morning routine be something I spend time doing because when I don't, then my day feels off. And when I don't spend time with God to start my day, I don't have no energy for people being completely honest. I believe you have to spend time with God before you can spend time with man. Hmm. I have no energy for people when I don't spend time with God and I see it like regularly. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that you have created this practice and you're implementing it and you've seen the game changing results and you're here to share it with us today. And I love the gratitude piece. I was like, I believe in walking in a state of gratitude every day, all day. And I think it's important that to mention that what you focus on is what you will have. So if you are shifting your mindset to speak to yourself and speak kind words to yourself to begin your day, that attracts those people who are also going to speak kindly to you. And then when they don't, you are not so thrown off because you already are rooted and grounded in yourself and your gifts, talents, and abilities. So it doesn't come from external validation. You've already spoken well over yourself for the day. So walking in that and adding that to your morning routine and then having that state of gratitude throughout the day or at the evening. I love that you brought up that the studies show that it makes your sleep better. I believe that we get a lot of anxiety out when we write down our gratitude list at the end of the day as well. So it makes for lower stress levels. It makes for a calm state of mind and prepares your body for bed. And if you make this a regular routine, your body will know, well, when she starts writing this down or when he starts writing this down, this means we're about to go to bed. So it'll start getting tired. So you won't have the insomnia that you usually have to the same degree. And one thing I'll say, the game changing piece of it is not that your whole life is gonna change immediately. Like this is the disclaimer, your whole life is not gonna change immediately. However, it will change how you respond to the things that happen in your life and not just react to them. Mm. Would you agree, Dr. Ray? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's important that you help us all frame what it means to be game changing. All of these things um, become better over time because they become an integrated process, a mm -hmm. part of your process. So when you think about integration um, and general in general self-care, which I love to talk about, um, mm -hmm. a lot of times people think that you're supposed to have this one-off experience and um, all of a sudden you're supposed to be feeling better. The, the truth is it becomes it becomes helpful when it is, it is in your routine or it's part mm -hmm. of a, a practice. And then once it's a part of the practice, then you can begin to see those incremental results. So incremental might look like, you know, getting 
uh, 30 more minutes of sleep or not waking Mm -hmm. up in the middle of the night. One of the things folks are not always aware of, they'll say, oh, I'm sleeping for eight hours. But if in those eight hours you wake up five times, that's broken sleep and it's not, um, you're not getting the full rest that your body Mm -hmm. needs. So when we find with practices like the gratitude at the end of the day, it with that mind being a little bit more rested, then you may find that instead of waking up five times in the night, you maybe wake up twice, mm-hmm. uh, allowing yourself more rest. And then again, just being more rejuvenated and prepared. So absolutely reframing for ourselves, how we think about something being impactful. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's really important too that like you see what that looks like for you, right? We're sharing tips here about what wellness can look like and how it's been game game changing for us. But when you practically apply it to your life, it may look very different. It may show up in different ways and extending yourself that same grace. It's very interesting. And I bring this up all the time, how people will be like, oh, no worries to other people. Oh, that's okay to other people. And we don't do that for ourselves. We don't give ourselves the same grace. So when it comes to executing these things or these tips that Dr. Ray is sharing, it may not be every single day you get to do all three of them, but give yourself the grace to say, okay, well, I did meditate today. I did move my body today, or I did move my body and I did gratitude today. I um, focused on my mindset today. Because again, what you focus on in your mind is what will be drawn to you. It's also where your energy is going to flow, where your mind is focused at is where your energy flows. So if your mind is focused on gratitude, as you navigate life and you walk through the streets, you're going to get gratitude back to you. It's also what you're putting out. You can't reap what you don't sow. So you're going to be sowing this. And so you're only going to reap it. So I think it's really interesting that we don't do that enough for ourselves. And I find that people give credit, like doctors are always practicing. Dr. Ray, you're a doctor. Like mm-hmm. your whole practice is a practice, right? Mm-hmm. It says practicing this. They are constantly practicing. And we all expect for the doctor to know, but they're still practicing too. Yeah. Because every patient is different. It looks different. So the same way you give your doctor credit for practicing medicine, mm-hmm. give yourself practice. Give yourself credit for practicing these habits to become a better individual overall. And mm-hmm. then you'll be able to see the game-changing piece of it. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that no, now what's funny is, um, unfortunately, some of this, if we can just be really transparent, mm-hmm. um, it all sounds so easy. Yeah. So when we talk about um, doctors practicing, we know that sometimes people don't practice what they preach. That's why mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure you knew that this is something I live out each day because I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, modeling and being an example because I want to see if it works. Um but then, but then this idea, like I said, that sometimes it's easier said than it is to practice. So mm-hmm. if, if anyone is experiencing a challenge, kind of maintaining the routine or staying motivated, I'd also like to recommend um, that you not only give yourself permission for your routine to look a little bit differently than mine, but also mm-hmm. to switch up your routine. So mm-hmm. for me, I mentioned that movement right now in this season is walking, but movement um, in a previous season looked like uh, taking a yoga class. The season before that, it looked like um, competing in and entering in a triathlon. The season before that, it looked like um, competing and entering in a 10K race. Um, And so it can be biking. It can be, you know, figuring out what your 
particular movement will be and what your body needs in that in that season so for me walking is uh where I am now because I had surgery um about a year and a half ago and since the surgery my body's you know your body has different needs so really being in tune and aware uh with what you need and give yourself variety. So having that sense of variety for me helps me to be excited about what I'm doing. I look forward to the walks during the day because one, I know my body needs it afterwards. I feel a sense of release. Um, but someone else may say, you know what? I really look forward to um, doing Zumba in, you know, in, in my living room. But whatever your thing is, give yourself permission to add a little variety and, and hopefully um, that will assist with sometimes folks experience or share with me like I just can't I just can't stay motivated. I start with it and I don't and I stop. And so spicing it up uh, might be a recommendation I provide to folks just to keep that uh, motivation going. I would even say shifting your mindset around being motivated, right? Because you're not always going to be motivated to do everything that you do in your life. You're not. It's just real. Like sometimes you're just not motivated. I would shift the mindset to say, I'm going to stay consistent. Let me remain consistent. So I'm going to shoot four or five times this week. Like, I think that helps when it comes to being consistent, because when you don't put so much pressure on it to stay motivated, everything we do, you're not going to be motivated to do. And in the very first episode of this season, you guys heard me talk about consistency versus staying motivated. Kobe was in the gym shooting all the time. That don't mean Kobe was always motivated to do it. He knew that that would improve his game though. So a, a lot of what we do in our lives and creating these habits is not, we're not always going to be motivated. I don't know anybody that just loves going to the gym like that. People like it because they've come to learn to like it, I think. But I really don't know people that are like, oh my gosh, I gotta go to the gym. Yes, yes, yes. I think a lot of the time it's like, well, do I want to look good naked? Okay, well, <laughs> like, when you figure out what to tap into for yourself and then like, well, okay, for me to do that thing, I need to stay consistent. And to Dr. Ray's point, switching it up, bringing some variety. It also gives your brain a little like, hey, what's this new thing we're doing? Trying to figure it out. So it also relieves it. And I really want to stress one thing when it comes to rest, like let's be okay with getting rest. Give yourself permission to rest. I think as a society, culturally, Black people are not known to get rest. It is a struggle. It is a fight. And if you listen to the CIS podcast, we talk about the Willie Lynch letters. And I think everything around us is geared at not allowing Black people to rest. So the acronym I use for rest is restore, emancipate, stillness, and time. And I would like to encourage you all to give yourself permission to restore, to emancipate yourself from the idea of what the society says rest looks like. And you come up with your idea of what rest looks like for you. And then give yourself stillness. A lot of the time we feel like we always have to be busy and us being busy does not mean we are always productive. Us being busy does not mean anything is always being accomplished across the boards. And then time, give yourself the time to be still so that your body can restore. Like anything, if it's constantly moving, it will break down. If your car is constantly going and you never stop for gas, then your car is going to break down. If you never get it an oil change, it's not going to work anywhere the way that it's supposed to. And so for you personally to take care of yourself and be your best, you got to make sure you go to your doctor's visit. You got to make sure you do certain things. This is also rest is also a part of how you take care of yourself. 
Yeah. So I just wanted to stress that. I don't think we get enough conversations around resting. Mm. Yeah, I think um, this idea about um, mindset that we haven't said today, and I'm not sure of the other episodes, but today, part of um, a mindset around self-care, wellness, um, taking care of ourselves is really um, a letting go or a shedding of some of the things we told ourselves being well, mm-hmm. like, right? Like there are, we're socialized, we are positively reinforced for things that do our body harm. And mm-hmm. it takes, I think, a sense of bravery and intentionality to challenge norms and to challenge ourselves to think differently. Really, I think we have to ask ourselves, well, Uh, just because this is how I've been doing it or how someone else is doing it or what I think is supposed to happening is. So is the way I am moving or the way I um, am am engaging in like grind culture or all of the Mm -hmm. things, is that working for me? Um, And if if working means I'm constantly getting colds or getting sick or uh, finding myself snapping at the the people I love in my my life, those mm-hmm. are some indicators that it's not working. Um, and when you find yourself in that place, instead of uh, there being a sense of shame around it, mm-hmm. uh, I really think it's important for folks to, it's that the first step is being aware. So the three M's that I gave you, part of that initial meditation is it allows you to be aware of what's going on. And um, so that we can change our mindset, let go and shed some of those things that no longer are serving us. And if it's no longer serving us, we can give ourselves permission to put it down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. We talk about that a lot on the podcast in regards to just the self-awareness piece. But I think too, you have permission to put it down. But I think another question um, asks like, is this healthy? Recognize Mm -hmm. how your body feels around certain people that you engage with when you eat certain foods. I think those are good things. Once you start building that self-awareness, once you start seeing that, you'll be able to tap into that a little bit easier And you'll also be like, okay, well, this isn't healthy. Like every time I'm with this person, we're fighting. Okay, well, this is probably a toxic relationship. This may not be good for my well-being, engaging with this person regularly. And some people in our lives, they may be like family. You can't like just stop talking to them, right? But then they also trigger your anxiety. So how do you limit those conversations so that they are either a time frame or you only talk about certain topics so that you don't have your anxiety triggered through those relationships as well? And so I think when it comes to mindset, the what Dr. Ray shared and like shifting that and unlearning, a lot of what we learned um, from previous generations, they did not have the tools that we now have in this generation to do the healing work. And then when we are healing, we give permission for our mothers, our grandmothers, they can heal too by seeing us heal. And I don't know if that's something a lot of people even realize or think about. Because when they see you do it and then you start talking differently and you share your experiences, they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that was possible. You give them permission and then they see their whole lives in a different light. And when you guys go, if you ever have done something, maybe for an older person, like a spa treatment, who's never born to a spa before or had a massage, they're like, oh, I could do this. Mm. It totally opens the door for their own reality by you doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey there. Hope you're enjoying today's episode. 
Listen, I just want to let you know, if you are struggling with self-care, I have the perfect resource for you. Did you know that I, Shy a Thousand, am also the author of Holding Space for Self? 25 tips for creating a weekly self-care routine. It's important to me that this podcast not only be good for your listening pleasure, but your overall well-being. And this book is a great way to jumpstart your self-care routine today. If you don't know where to start, don't know what to do, this is the book for you. So I want you to go to shyathousand.com right now, grab your copy, and continue to listen to today's episode. Enjoy your wellness journey. Again, don't forget, if you're trying to jumpstart your self-care routine and don't know where to start, grab your copy of Holding Space for Self today at shyathousand.com. C-H-E-Y-A-T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D.com. All right, now get back into the episode. You don't want to miss these gems we're dropping. All right, I'll see you in the lab. Sometimes we don't know, we don't, or our, our ancestors, those who uh, are in our lives, those other folks that we, that we learned how to take care of ourselves from, sometimes they didn't, to your point, have access to or didn't, um, weren't able to, and didn't know the benefits. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, we used to think of therapy as um, something for other racial ethnic mm-hmm. We used to think of um even we go to meditation right like yoga mm-hmm. there there is a um after, actually there is a form of yoga that uh, originated as many things did in africa before uh eastern uh, practices and ways of engaging in yoga um, became popularized there. So there are things that are native to our experience as people of color and as black folks um, that we just don't have a history of or any um, any uh, awareness of. And that if we can, again, let go of some of the things we told ourselves that are not for us, we can free ourselves up to, to, to a whole other world or way of um, being well and having wellness practices. So I, I I get excited talking about it because I think it helps us talking about this allows us to see, oh, there are more options for me than I even knew were available to live the life that I want to live. And um, just having these conversations can free us up to find out, okay, so what are those other options? Absolutely. And I think representation matters, right? So mm-hmm. this podcast is by a black woman and I I intentionally choose to have other black women. I intentionally choose to have black thought leaders in any given space, depending on what the theme is for the season to be on this podcast. And I really believe that is important because if you, you don't know what you don't know, and if you've never seen it before, you may not even know that it exists or it is possible to Dr. Ray's point. So by having this podcast, and opening these doors for these thought-provoking conversations by other Black women or people of color, that then lets you know that if you thought, hey, maybe I should try that, one, you're not alone. Two, if you thought, well, maybe I didn't know that, one, you're not alone, because that's why we're having the conversation to explore these new ideas or explore things that we might have been doing in our own practices 
seen results from it and thought it could help someone else. Each one to each one, open the door, bring someone else up with you is really important. And I think that's what this podcast does for the listeners. Mm-hmm. What do you think about, um, how do you think is the best way to begin cultivating a healthy mindset? You shared the three tips with us, mm-hmm. but if one person is like, oh, meditate, I don't know how to, I don't even know where to begin with that. Move my mm-hmm. body, I, I can, but I don't know. And then gratitude, like what's one of the first things if you're gonna say like, I really need to change my mindset to be more healthy, a healthy mindset. What does that look like? Mm. A good question. I would say um, one thing that we all um, <laughs> need, and this is, I don't know how this will come across, but um, recognizing that we don't know everything. And that, and what I mean by that, let me, let me, let me expound a little bit. A lot of times when folks, um, are engaging in their day-to-day practices, they're going to and there from work. The first thing I have to do when I'm talking to folks about self-care, wellness, the first thing we have to do deal with is their mindset. And when when we're discussing um, how they can make a change, folks are often defensive in a way to say, well, I've tried it all. I've um, I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't. So there's this, 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 no, this feeling that they, that they know that something is not going to work. So if you can start by allowing yourself to the, the recognition that, you know what, maybe there's something about this experience that I don't know. Maybe there, there has to be a level of openness, um, and a desire to, begin to see that there are, is a possibility. There has to be a moment of hope. Um, a lot, and, and I, I don't want to, because I mentioned earlier that we don't shame ourselves. What, I'm, what I don't want folks to hear me say is that um, your ability to change or not change so far has been quote unquote your fault. What I am saying though, is that sometimes we get so frustrated and we get closed uh, when it comes to there being even the possibility of change that we get jaded. We get, um, you know, all that self-care stuff or that wellness stuff that, that, that doesn't work for me. Um, that, that it, those are things that, you know, other people say, but you don't know my life. You know, I've heard so many mm-hmm. times to say, mm-hmm. you know, folks saying, but you don't know what I'm dealing with. And to your point earlier, like literally we're all dealing with something. So there has to be a point of letting go. We're holding so tightly to the rules and the both the spoken and the unspoken rules. We're holding so tightly to those that sometimes we're hurting ourselves. And so I say, I say, I gave you my shock value at the beginning. You got to say that I don't know everything. There's a level of, 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 I'll tell you, I'll give you this little anecdote that a lot of times folks who are somewhat resistant to therapy are because they are resistant because they say, well, why would I go to someone to tell me something I already know? And when I hear that, I'm always, um, I smile and I let folks know, I know that that's coming from a place of either misinformation or of harm or hurt. Someone's hurt you before, but but when we can get past that as a barrier and we can say to ourselves, well, you know what though? Maybe if I knew everything, I'd be doing something differently. Or if I knew better, 
Um, not only if I knew better though, but if I knew what the, the thing would be that would help me, then I probably would at least have um, the possibility of doing something differently. But a lot of times people stop themselves um, because they cut it, they cut off the suggestion or the idea that, that there's a different way of practicing, uh, a, a different way of approaching it. They cut themselves off. So I would say a, a, a letting go, a releasing, and an openness in a sense that okay, I don't know all the, I actually don't know all the things that I could be doing. And if I um, can allow myself to be a little bit vulnerable, and I think that's, a, some people think that's a bad word too. So there's a little bit of vulnerability that comes with allowing yourself to try something new, to practice something new. Um, but I think in vulnerability, we open ourselves up to a world of possibilities. And um, at, at minimum, we get to experience something different. We may or may not know how much better it creates uh, um, experiences in your life, but that vulnerability, the willingness to let go of previously held notions, uh, that that frees us up to at least have the possibility of seeing things a little bit differently. And I think that that letting go then allows us to be receiving of um, different new um, possibilities around how to take care of ourselves. And then if you if you are moving in that direction where you've let go and you try, you're willing to try something different, um, then maybe you will give yourself permission to actually try. And so that's, that is, I think that's how I would, would ask or what I would ask of folks is that we allow ourselves to be a little bit vulnerable and see what do we have to lose? Um, because if, if, if what we were doing was working, it's likely that we would be experiencing different results. Absolutely. And so I would like to encourage y'all to apply that to your life right now. Like pause right now, write some notes. I hope you call all them gems because what I would like to say is that we, we think we know everything. And to Dr. Ray's point, we don't. And so how do we then encourage ourselves to remain curious yeah so that's I, I would... like that is a beautiful way to say it there's this sense of curiosity that mm -hmm. we want to have about about ourselves and about the world around us if you can remain curious there's so much you can learn but a lot of times as adults you think about a child think about a child mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. children have so much curiosity they're not afraid to make mistakes they fall down um and then they stumble into things that they love. And then there's a joy. Mm -hmm. As we get older, we lose that sense of curiosity. We become more concrete in our thinking. And in our concrete thinking, we, we, um, we begin to operate as if there are all of these knowns. And the truth is, the scientists will tell you that there are, there's more unknown than there is known in terms of theories that, and, and between what's theory and versus what's, versus what's fact, you know, like, on earth gravity has a certain impact and if someone were to say like well you know gravity always does this well no on the moon gravity looks different like but but someone had to be open to the idea that that was even a possibility and the same is true for our wellness practices you know someone could say um well i get up every day at six o'clock and um when i get up every day at six o'clock um, i have to have a cup of coffee in the morning well, do you have to have a cup of coffee? Can you try matcha? Can you try something else where the caffeine intake is a little bit different to see what the outcome of that is on your body for the rest of the day? Making that small change 
um, might allow you to have some more sustained energy and might allow you to sleep better at night. So when we, that's just a practical example I wanted to mm-hmm. share of, of something we say, well, I got to have my coffee in the morning. Really? Do you have to? Yeah. That's so true. I I was totally that person. I always thought I had to. And it got to a point where my doctor told me I had to stop drinking caffeinated coffee. And so she said, you're just so used to the habit. So you can do the habit, just replace it with decaf or make a tea. And I was like, really? It's not going to be the same. And no joke, I changed it. And I couldn't even tell the difference between the caffeinated and the decaffeinated coffee. I just made it the same. And it was really the habit I was used to. So what I want to encourage you guys to do is remain curious, remain vulnerable, and be a student. So that's a CVS. I want you to be your own CVS. I want nah, you to that's be cute. curious, vulnerable, vulnerable, and remain and a, a student. student. We've, we've all are students. We are students of life. Yeah, I love that. CVS. I'm going to write that down. We, you, mean you, can use, you and I can use that again. CVS. Absolutely. <laughs> I want you to be a CVS. I want you to be your own personal one. I want you to be curious, vulnerable, and a student. So yeah. for you to be curious, like be open to the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, explore different things. Mm-hmm. This year, as you all know, I went um, and I tried to learn something different each month Mm. so that was something I did for myself so what does that look like for you so remaining curious vulnerable when something happens check in with yourself first right don't become automatically defensive say okay is it this situation is it this person what's happening right now but recheck in with yourself first and then approach the situation so skip a beat and then if you're in a situation and you recognize that you're getting vulnerable and you trust the other person allow yourself to be vulnerable in that moment, don't suppress it and just shut it down. Cause that's a lot of what we are taught, especially culturally. We don't cry. We don't, mm-hmm. um, we're not overly emotional. So mm-hmm. don't just suppress it. Allow yourself to be vulnerable in that moment. If it is some with someone you trust, especially allow yourself to be that person and then be a student. Like when you're learning something, don't just be like, I know it all. If you're learning something you have never heard, you're watching something you've never seen, or someone's like, hey, do you want to try this thing? Don't be like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I don't do that. And yeah, I have we, a running joke. We do that a lot. We do. We, we'll be like, like ooh, that's a running joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, like, that's, not do that. we do. that's not something no, we that's do. That's not something we do. Mm-hmm. And it's not even true. Like, that's why it's a running joke for me, because a lot of the stuff I like to do, a lot of my friends don't like to do. And they'll be like, oh, you like to do that stuff. That's stuff. That's other people's stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying not to, you're picking up what I was putting down too. That's other Absolutely. people. We're going to put that in quotes. But the, the, but but what you're really talking about now is that our journey is our journey. So maybe mm-hmm. you're not doing what other folks are doing, but folks have to give themselves permission to look exactly a different. So your wellness practice and your you know my mindset. We both might have the open mindset, but how we mm-hmm. get there to a place of wholeness. Back to my affirmations, you know, place of being safe, being whole, mm-hmm. and being at peace. We get there. We get there differently, and that's okay. Yes, like old math. Okay, y'all. Y'all know this kids got new math, right? Like I don't even know how to do math. The way these kids <laughs> I know what do you math mean. Now. Yes, but yes. old math, old math was like as long as you could show your teacher that you figured out the answer, your teacher was cool with it. So if you know old math and you can figure out like I'm going to take care of myself and this is what this is going to look like for me, and then your homegirl comes and she's like, well, I'm going to take care of myself and this is what this is going to look like for me, and then y'all come together and you share. That is so dope because now you share it with each other what it looks like for each of you. And it may look different and it actually may be beneficial to each of you if you try one thing from the other person's practice. Yep. But again, yep. it's about the practice of it. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, 
that encourages conversation, which also encourages social support, which mm-hmm. allows you to just explore and be a CVS, a curious, yes. vulnerable <laughs> student. Let's uh-huh. get into it. Yes, yes. We 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 um stumbled upon that, but I, I think it's powerful that absolutely that a way absolutely. to a way to frame it. That curiosity cannot be underscored. And actually, there's a book. Um, let me get the author, but the book is called the book is called Essentialism. Mm-hmm. Essentialism talks about how we've re- removed play from our oh um, yeah our our way of being, and that again we're so concrete, we're mm-hmm. schedule driven. Um, but the idea of play incorporates this curiosity that you yes. were just talking about. And as adults, uh, Essentialism talked about how if we can begin to put play back into mm-hmm. our daily routine, that that would also free our minds up um, to be more creative, to, mm-hmm. be more pro- to be more productive. Everybody's so worried about being productive. Um, and that doesn't always have to be the goal. Honestly, these wellness practices we're talking about, is not so that you can go and be uh, uh, more productive or produce more for other people. No. This, is really about, this is really about learning to just be and being allowing yourself to, to live and exist in a state of wellness and being whole but play does have the outcome or the byproduct of allowing our brains to just be a little bit freer and our, and mm-hmm. subsequently our physical bodies so the play piece and and how it's connected to curiosity um I did I wanted to add that um as a offer that to folks who are listening as another way um, of of something else new, something else that you may not have thought about. And maybe that's actually not new because as children, we did it all the time. And it helped helped with our curiosity. Um, But I think that's why my earlier statement of a shedding, a letting Mm -hmm. go of, because we we come into this world with a lot of what we need. And Mm -hmm. our curious little minds get, uh, we get told not to, no or don't um in ways that then contribute to some of that anxiety and stress that mm-hmm. um, we we later experience so being a curious playful um vulnerable student we 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 add we add the p in there the p is like a little silent p but cbs um i love that I love that. Absolutely. And I think that's about like creative wellness. I always tell people that a lot of the things that helped you as a kid, you were usually told that, hey, this is not going to make you any money. So don't focus on that. But Mm. when you tap into those things as adults, Mm -hmm. they actually bring you back those pockets of joy. And I tell people you need to have a creative um, wellness plan for yourself. If that's Mm -hmm. coloring, if that's doing any Mm -hmm. of those things. So like parents spending time coloring with their kids, these things can actually help just fuel your mind and I mm-hmm. believe that children come in here as like we come children come in with like these open containers right they open containers and they're a little full they're not like full all the way but they're like a little less than maybe we'll say they're a quarter of the way full right but then mm-hmm. life gets on top of that right so then you get bogged down by other people's ideas you get bogged down by nose people are jaded you learn stuff in school it pushes all of that stuff down to the bottom so it is now like a thin layer and it's mm-hmm. almost like you got to take that cylinder and dump it out upside mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. so that you can take out from what all those pieces that you learned throughout your life and put back in there what you need to actually live the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And then in doing so, you can replace that creative childlike curiosity piece where you're vulnerable, you're brave, and you have this courage and you're a student, you put that back at the top. Mm-hmm. And those other things are in there. You ever mm-hmm. see the... um 
I love the experiment where they show like, if you don't put the bowls in the sand and the water in the right way, everything won't fit. Mm. That's what that creative piece is. That's mm-hmm. what that curious and that vulnerable student piece is. If you don't put it in the right way, everything won't fit. So mm. you got to dump it out to then refill it so that you have space for everything. So the water, the sand, the marbles, mm-hmm. everything. Because if you put all the sand in, you won't fit the marbles. You won't yep. fit the water. <laughs> if yep. you put all the water, you can't yeah. fit everything because everything's going to overflow without mm-hmm. overflowing into a negative. And this is where I think overflow for your wellness is okay. Overflowing for your wellness means you stay full. You give people from the abundance of your life versus the depletion of your life where you're snapping and you're irritated and you're frustrated versus where you're living in pockets of joy. You're skipping a beat before you're answering and you're honoring your word to yourself and to others. And your no is powerful and you live and you walk in that without feeling any guilt or shame around it. But understanding that if it doesn't align with your values, you don't move forward. Yeah. You ended, ended on, a, on a powerful note about this idea of values. Because um, mm-hmm. that actually, before we're letting go, recognizing we don't know everything. I mean, that's actually, a, it's a value. You have to value um learning you have to value before before we do any of the mindset building um having a a, an understanding of the things that you value and make sure you're being honest with yourself about whether Mm -hmm. or not whether or not improving wellness is something that you're making a priority or that has high value to you because some of us honestly and this is another uh I guess I I feel like I'm saying things that might sting people but we get used we get used to sitting in our pain Oh, yes. Um, so the idea. But we don't even know it, though. We don't mm-hmm. always know it. Mm-hmm. But, and so we don't know it or we know it. And the thought of changing feels mm. more uncomfortable mm-hmm. Than, mm-hmm. than staying in our current discomfort. So we're in a mm-hmm. state of discomfort. We know we're tired and fatigued. We don't feel our best. But the idea of trying something new or letting go feels scary. Yeah. And And the familiar is comforting. The familiar of pain and negativity is so comforting Mm because it's it's what you know. Mm -hmm. I think we, I think instead of me saying, calling people out or stinging, saying things that are stinging, I think we have to be, we have to start practicing um, more accountability. Self-accountability and um, other, you know, our uh, holding you, you actually did that for me. If we can be transparent with Mm -hmm. people, you know, (laughs) I'm someone who is, Again, I shared that this morning I was practicing the three M's that I shared with you. And that's how I started my day. Mm-hmm. Um, but even those people like myself who are knee deep in this work need accountability, need sisters mm-hmm. and folks to call us out. Um, and, and while I appreciate it, you, you know, you helped redirect my, my, <laughs> my mindset last week um, before we were recorded. Um, but then it was on me to begin to um, mm-hmm. remember to hold myself accountable. And so yeah. um, checking myself to say, okay, do I really, I keep saying that I, I I want to feel better, but how am I prioritizing my rest and doing the mm-hmm. things that I know are going to be beneficial for me? And then if I'm really honest, and if I wasn't doing anything to move myself in that direction, giving myself grace mm-hmm. and then and then allowing myself, you know, the moment to say, okay, am I ready for that change? Am I ready mm-hmm. to let go and do all of the other things that we've mentioned in today's episode? So accountability. So are you ready? 
accountability. Are you ready? This is what we're asking y'all. So as you are, we're wrapping up this episode. I want you to make sure, this is one of those episodes that you got to go back and re-listen to. So I want to make sure that you call all these notes, all these gems, because Dr. Ray dropped a lot of gems. I want to make sure that you caught those gems and then ask yourself, almost do it backwards, right? Like write your notes and then go backwards through the episode to see what the things that we're touching on, are you there yet? And then how can you start applying it to your life? Because once you get new information, you got to process and then you're going to apply. So I want you to spend some time processing all that was shared today. Thank you, Dr. Ray, so much for being here. Where can people find you and connect with you? Feel free um, to reach out to me um, by emailing theselfcaredoc at gmail.com. So T-H-E-S-E-L-F-C-A-R-E-D-O-C at gmail.com. Or if you want to read a little bit more about the work I've done and um, set up or schedule an appointment through my website, um, go to www.theselfcaredoc.com. Um, and then if you just want to check out, I try um, to make sure that my Instagram uh, provides you with some form of daily encouragement, self-care and wellness strategy. Um, and, and you can check me out on Instagram at the self-care doc um, on, on IG. Uh, a, new, uh, a new opportunity to hear more from me. Uh, is coming in the form of the Educated Kiki. And that's a podcast that I um, will be starting. Actually, our first episode, um, by the time that this uh, episode airs, um, will be live. And so you can go to that IG page, check my link tree, and you'll be able to go directly to um, the pod, the first two podcast episodes, actually. And um, the Educated Kiki is where I will be along with my best friend talking about um, issues, uh, current current issues and how they impact us personally, um, but then how we can use the examples of the things happening in the world around us to, to, to make changes in our own lives. And uh, we will be using, as we did today, research, uh, information around best practices, and um, providing you with a little humor from two best friends. So check out the Educated Kiki as well. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to another episode of the Wealth Fit Lab podcast. You are appreciated. Until next time, it's your girl, Shia Thousand.